Here's Alison. That's why it's saying you have some. Is this thing on? (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. Whoa. What you looking at, though? Food. Are you hungry? No. I am just. Good, because I got shit for you to eat. I'm just fat, man. (laughs) Trapped in a skinny person's body. I'm a fat man in a fat man's body. And I'm getting fatter. <laughs> Yo, I've been eating like a king these last Corona weeks. Is that because food is more affordable? Food is more available. It's in the house and I'm in the house. Well, which means it's no longer in the house. Listen, you guys got to get outside, man. I do. I don't get outside during the day at all. Can I get my jog on. In the mornings? Probably like one o'clock, nine in the mornings. Lies. I get outside when I'm doing yard work. So like, on nice days after work, or on the weekends. Mm. Mm. Peace, kings. Peace, king. Peace, king. Peace, king. Peace, king. Man, good to be with y'all one more time. Yes, in definitely. This joint. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it's good to see you. It's been a little while since we've been, been together. Yeah, man, been a while. Do you know? We all know why that is. Why? <laughs> Life is different now. Yeah, yeah. The corona's still going on, right? Yeah, we still they're they're still encouraging folks to um socially be distant. Yes, uh it seems like it's weighing on a lot of people. Yeah. Um they want to get out of their house. They even protesting and you know, saying open up America and all that. I don't know how y'all feel and I don't know if we should even discuss this, but Cause it counted counterintuitive to people i think is what the thing is people want stay home and yeah. be isolated yeah, yeah they want to be social yeah yep yep so we're encountering a disease that's requiring us to be isolated for a little while but if you think about it it's like darwin's ultimate test that people are trying to fail mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like some people study for the sats and you know try to get their yeah. And some people don't. We're <laughs> seeing the people that probably did that. Yeah. So, but it's good to see y'all though. I'm 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 glad we're doing another episode. We're not gonna necessarily pause everything in our lives, right? We still we're doing it for the people, right? For the people. <laughs> for the people. <laughs> and selfishly for myself. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot out of this. Yeah. So. So tonight, man, what we, we want to talk about, man? What we discussing? What we sharing with the people, man? Three uh, Kings. Yeah, Three Kings. ThreeKingsTalk.com. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, we were mulling over a couple of them, right? A couple of topics. Yeah. Uh, and I think the one we landed on was was masculinity, and particularly black masculinity. Right? Okay, there, bro. Kind of to get away from the old topics that we yeah. were discussing and break. You know, break loose. There you go. Drop some something new. Something this new. is probably the best educated episode we have. We didn't even finish it yet, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, oh, I was about to say so up- already. <laughs> We've already. I think so. Damn, the bar is so. mad low. <laughs> no, I think so because mm-hmm. um, we have years of research in. Mm-hmm. Oh. and we've been, 
you know, yeah. from an early age, which yeah. is another thing yeah. that preach us yeah. from an early yeah. age. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it should be that. So 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 let's talk about it then. So what what do we take? What what does that word mean to you or to us? Masculinity, black masculinity, more specifically, right? So you know, I know for me, like. Growing up in upstate New York, where we are, right, my 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 blackness was always there because it was not a, a lot of us. Yeah. So my blackness was always there, and uh, that was at times difficult as you grow up, right? You know, I remember for me not being able to take part in certain conversations because culturally, it's not what I did. Like I remember um, the 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 cool kids in my elementary school they gelled their hair and they yeah, spiked their hair yeah. and and and, you, that? and i was like yo i can't do that yeah. we don't do that moose they were talking about moose i'm like that's an animal to me yeah, you know yeah, i don't yeah. know what or some dessert yeah, yeah. What, what is moose yeah they were the first metros <laughs> <laughs> there you go but my blackness was already it was on bo- display it was on display yeah. but my as far as what it meant to be masculine that took me a little while. That took me a little while longer to kind of get a grasp on as far as being comfortable with my masculinity, but also being comfortable understanding that I don't necessarily define it. Yeah. I tell you what, mine has, yeah. mine has evolved mm-hmm. through the years is, is what happened. It's evolved. That's the word I so should as use. So as a young man, my idea of it. Because you old now. Man. I'm old. I'm old now. <laughs> I am old now. Old ass. So, so, you know, what I think of it now, and and it's what also is interesting, or I think is interesting, is throughout my life, I was like, this is the epitome of being a black man. Yeah, because you're always trying to find that goal, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, as a young man, I'm like, yeah, this is what it is. I'm doing it. You know, maybe it was like excelling at grades, selling at uh, sports, something like that. Right. And then, then it became maturing to the next level. So I'd be like, okay, now I, you know, I have a bank account now. Now I have a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm functioning on a different level. Right. I, I use my alarm clock. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not just something to have. It's, I need this. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, oh, this is great. I'm doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, it's just evolved to more of, you know, helping, mm-hmm. helping kids mm-hmm. and trying to get them to be, able to do the same thing you know something mm-hmm. like so and and now i feel like it's great i'm doing it yeah. the same way you yeah, know yeah so same fervor same excitement yeah, about man. it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for me it was difficult um i i was born in the bronx and i spent the first part of my childhood in the bronx okay and i can remember masculinity was about fighting mm-hmm. i fought every day mm and especially when I moved from one school to the next, mm-hmm. when we moved, it's still in the Bronx, mm-hmm. you had to fight. And those people you fought became your friends. Uh-huh. But it was instilled in me that um, violence and being better at delivering violence mm. made you masculine. Right, right. And then I moved upstate. <laughs> and it was different because it was the same thing. Uh-huh. There wasn't a lot of black people. We were in the same boat. Yeah. And the blackness was just on display front and center. And I was still aggressive like that. I wanted to get into it with these cats, but Mm -hmm. they wasn't having it. So (laughs) it kind of evolved early for me 
to be uh, an at being an athlete because mm-hmm. I was always an athlete. I was faster than everybody in the class when I got up here too. So yeah. that's the way I expressed it then. Mm-hmm. Um, getting older, I find that because I'm also of a Caribbean heritage. I'm, my parents are from Jamaica. Okay, is a I mean a different. Right. Definition of masculinity down there. When you go to Jamaica, boy, <laughs> that's what comes out. Yeah, the kissing of the teeth, mm-hmm. and, and it's just like there's no barriers or filters. We have filters here on masculinity. Okay, in these nations, I would probably say developing what we used to call third world nations, mm-hmm. the barriers of masculinity are not there. You are shown bare for who you are. And you will be called out by man, woman, and child if you do not have enough masculinity. Mm. And so that, on top of you know being born in the Bronx and all that stuff, it was coming at me from a lot of different angles. So I didn't know where do I go, right. what do I do, you know. So mm. it was. So as I'm getting older now, I'm starting to develop an idea of mm. what black masculinity is all about. Yeah. So I still I think I'm in a infancy phase. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that oh interesting yeah, yeah yeah i think for me um masculinity has definitely come about as i continue to gain uh more knowledge of self more appreciation of self and culture so i know for me masculinity is definitely connected to culture and uh i'm almost in the well i won't say the same boat but i agree with you andrew in the sense that i, I tend to now define my masculinity by how I can help others, right? Or how I can inspire others, encourage others, things of that sort, as opposed to um, defining. But, you know, growing up, I defined my manhood by other things, right? I, I was never a big fighter. I would fight if I had to fight, but I was never a big fighter. I was actually most of the most of my life skinny, too skinny to fight, really. Um, but um, I was still def- too skinny to fight. <laughs> well, try me. And uh, no, no, but, you know, I won't use my weight to not get into a. a but right, uh, right. But that would be something that I would kind of. I'm not gonna fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're at a point in yeah. your life where you can resolve conflicts. And well, I meant back then when I was skinny. I looked at it like oh. I'm too skinny to yeah, be yeah, fighting. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I, it, it had to be something for me to get to the point where I felt like I had to fight. Right, right, right. Right. Like they're talking about your mama or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because I didn't have whatever that masculine look was. Whatever you you know grew up aggressive. But I don't I, I don't agree with that because right. simply being black, having the coarse hair, mm-hmm. um, having the bass in yeah. your voice, the yeah. soul in your voice, I think makes you aggressive to those to the, who perceive you. Yeah, and um, I didn't understand that yeah. growing up though. Yeah. Uh, See, okay. I, what me growing up, me being whether it be the only or one of the few blacks, my thing is how do I fit in? Mm. And I don't recognize or I didn't recognize that it wasn't until I got a little bit older, maybe high school, but I'm going to say in elementary school and yeah. in middle school, yeah. I had no idea how I was being perceived. Even now, it's just I'll look back on something like, oh, man, I would agree with like, that. now yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Now I see why this <laughs> yeah, yeah. was that way. Yeah, yeah. But in, in the midst of it, I was trying to fit in. I would tell I never I would tell jokes uh, to try to be funny. Yeah. Uh, as it relates to masculinity, as I got older, then it becomes, you know, about women, right? Yeah. And, you know, the conquest of women, yeah, for lack yeah, of a better yeah, term. Yeah. And and I'm going to be honest, for me, it comes becomes a little bit about the lying of the conquest of yeah. women, right? Okay. Because you can't, you know, growing up, you got to act like you got some kind of game. Yeah. I mean, as far as what masculinity, I, how I began to, how I was defining it at that stage 
So middle school and high school, I start thinking masculinity is about the women you yeah. can attract. Yeah. And, and as far as guys are concerned, the guys you hang out with, right? Yeah. It, and because we grew up where we grew up, like I remember around eighth grade is when I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to put her on blast, but I remember there was a popular white girl in middle school when we all went to the same middle school. Yeah. And the rumor was that she liked me. I was not a cool dude. Uh, I was not that popular. Uh, and I'm sitting here like, what in the world would why? make her like me? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is around eighth grade is the time where hip hop for us. And hip hop begins to spread Explode, its wings. Yeah. Everybody, not yeah. just black and Latino yeah. or inner city kids. Everybody begins to listen to hip hop. And one of these things where you look back and be like, I get it now. Yeah. I'm looking back. The only thing she liked me because I was black right. and we went to and the same And it was in school. at the time. Yeah. And it was in. Yeah. But I remember we end up going to the same high school together. I, she would only date black guys. Mm. But I never even hung out with these black guys that she ended up dating. I didn't dress like them. I didn't follow a fashion. Not at, not at that time. But again, you st- I start recognizing now black becomes in style. So as a result of that, when I get to high school, I do understand that there's a little more about this intimidating look, right? Who I'm hanging with, who I roll with. If yeah. I can hang with some brothers that look like they don't take no stuff, yeah. then I'm like that by association. You're going to be perceived that way. Just by association. Right. So masculinity but, becomes those two things for me, like yeah. conquest of women and looking cool enough where the, you know, other dudes is like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting to contrast what the both of you said about your earliest stages. I, I'm too, I too am from Caribbean parents. And that in itself, I think, is a, another show sometimes. Um, well, I'll be listening. I'm, all, I'm also from Queens. So, mm. you know, so, but the thing for me is that growing up in Queens, there's a lot of black people. Yeah. There's a lot of everybody. Yeah. So, you know, we, the, like my earliest group of friends is just other dudes, similar, yeah. th- similar, like, backgrounds. Views, yeah, yeah, similar family life. And the earliest thing I remember it was like defending yourself like you said mm-hmm. see that if somebody's gonna come at you it's like how long is it gonna take for you to fight back to step up and that would determine which groups of friends you would have mm-hmm. right but i usually want to fight i don't usually want to fight anybody I, so I, I start kicking jokes on it i start burning you and then <laughs> if you can't keep up then i win well, and that, you look stupid right? that's definitely another form mm-hmm. of masculinity in the black community yeah right? is how you rag on somebody oh my god and how you take it and how, how you, you come it. back yeah, when exactly. they exactly right yeah, exactly. so that's that's where because we were you know queens in the um early 80s was stoop to stoop you know until the lights come on you get out but um so then yeah coming up here I'm ready to kick the dozens to anybody, or I'm ready to diss anybody for any reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they saying? wasn't ready and they for that. Wasn't right. They Not wasn't even doing close. That. And that's probably so why we congregated and got together because we were of the same ilk. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like if you couldn't take it, then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You gonna get it more? Yeah, man. Yeah. We had some characters in our crew, oh, right? Facts. That facts. Would get you, that, that would definitely get you on the joke tip, yes. and you got it. You had to have some tough skin, yo. You still do. <laughs> yeah, you still do. Yeah. But I think it's a testament. to to how we've um, survived, uh, you know, t- for lack of a better term, survived coming up in a situation that wasn't familiar to our background, right? Mm-hmm. We had to always try to fit in. Mm-hmm. And this is the way that we stood out and then was able to come together, you know, 
and and gel our relationships because we had those uh, same type of characteristics and uh, you know it's been an amazing ride with you guys and and definitely and yeah and you know in another aspect not to like completely derail the track but mm. i also remember the first time that uh adult approached me as an adult i was 13 mm. 13 and this dude was trying to was talking about fighting me in the mall like mm-hmm. a parent or something. Mm, word. It was like, wait, really? you, you were up here? You were in Yeah, by the time I moved up here. Yeah. 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 Word? Yeah, man. You know, there's a study that shows, I remember talking about in one of my classes, there's a study that says black boys around 12, around starting the age of 12, are perceived by white folks as adults and they're treated more harshly like adults. For instance, if you're if you're a boy, like 12 years, 13, you get in trouble in school, they won't look at you as this is a boyish like mistake. A child, They'll look at right. you like, you should have known, but and you get harsher punishment. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I fully can believe that that situation where. It well, it's so funny you brought that up. I was mm. just watching a program on the TV, and mm. it was a black about black women mm. who are perceived to be older than they are mm. and sexualized earlier oh, yeah. in their life, definitely, yeah, than yeah. than their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. And so it's that that same type of mentality, mm-hmm. although it's a different thing, sexuality versus, you know, responsibility mm-hmm. for black men, but it's that same type. You're, you're older than you actually are. And right. yeah. So yeah. it's a sad thing to, to, to have to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that the experience, see, these are experiences that black folks have. So this was what makes black masculinity different than white masculinity, for example, right? A 12 year old white boy growing up, may not have to encounter some boy yeah yeah still there you go still allowed to be a boy whereas a 12 year old black boy has pressures on him where and the expectation to not be a boy to be older than that and yeah that 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 plays that usually plays a role throughout the person's life right that that usually impacts them all throughout life so yeah man masculinity was something else man now I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking about in my masculinity. Uh, I'm looking back. I was a liar, bro. Yeah, word, <laughs> like word. I was a liar about my masculinity. You know. Well, I think we all were to some yeah. extent. You yeah. had to be right, yeah, because you didn't know. No, you didn't everything know who you I said, were. I did. I did. I don't believe it. I did. I did. every single time. <laughs> but when I say I'm a lot, like I did a lot in the name of. Like you said, we just had. I just had to play the role. Well, I'm not saying you like you was lying on some skins. You might have been, but that's not what I'm talking. I definitely about. lied on some skins. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I definitely did that. I, I'm gonna be because I can tell the truth now. I didn't, I didn't lose my virginity. Dang, is Mama listening to this? She might be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mama. Close your ears. Oh Lord, do, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. That's all right. We know how to handle that. So, <laughs> Mama. Do, I got um, you. So, um, but no, I definitely lied. I didn't lose my virginity till I got to college. Mm. But nah, I remember in high school there was a rumor about me and a particular female, and I was like, "Let that." Yeah, <laughs> I know what you. My goodness. Yeah, right, right, right. But I remember, I remember niggas is laughing <laughs> still, yo. We grow that shit. I try to be vulnerable it's and okay kind of, now. It's okay now. Y'all looking at me like, word? Hold up, though. <laughs> why were we rolling with this dude? Hold up, though. Yo, why were we hanging yeah. with him? We get this dude that. 
yo, that's messed up, yo. Trying, y'all hear that, yo? I'm trying to be vulnerable. Nah, man. But hold up, though. You see how that is part of the whole masculine discussion that we're having, right? We're giving you the business about being vulnerable. Yeah, I sip. I mean, you know, we're joking. We love you, but I mean, Um, that's the thing. But I remember there was a rumor about me and a particular female, and I did nothing. Yeah. To stop that rumor. <laughs> there was zero, zero effort, effort and, and, put in. And, and what's even more cruel is I didn't even care at that time how it might have impacted her. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't even care how it impacted her. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, that's what they saying? Cool. Roll with it. Yeah. Roll with it. Mm. That's and and that is again this 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 desire to appear to be what I'm not and believing that I had to be because of who I was. Mm. Yeah. Who I thought a man, what I thought a man should be doing. Yeah. So how is it that we, do you think we could have been taught better or shown better to how to be men? Because we all grew up with our fathers, at least somewhat around mm-hmm. and influencing our lives uh, and having discussions. Um, but they were men and they were just being men of the family and they had families to take care of, right? So they had to work and they had to hustle and they had to fix things around the house. So there was no sit down, son, let me talk to you, at least mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, my dad was a great dad, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but there was no like, you know, these are the things of the world and this is how the world works being a man, one, being a black man, mm-hmm. two. Uh, and these are certain things you're going to experience. I kind of just had to experience mm-hmm. and, and try to figure it out on my own. How, what are the things that we can talk about so that we can teach and at least give an idea of the things that should be looked out for, uh, you know, when young black men are coming up today, what do they need to look out for? But you, you're saying your dad didn't sit you down at some point and say some things about being black in this country and, he had to, no? He he definitely um, talked about minorities in this country, but generally, hmm. right? What about when you got your license? You didn't get that talk from your parents? No? I don't think I got that talk from my parents. My dad Maybe my mom gave me that talk, but yeah. my dad didn't give me that my talk. My dad definitely gave me the talk. Yeah. Um, he gave me the talk back in the, in the city about, you know, keeping your hands to yourself and sort of kind of like being on what your job is. And if you see like certain things we didn't talk about, yeah. but for the most part, you know, <laughs> you walk with your head up because mm-hmm. I would, I would go to work with him from an early age, like yeah. like five, six years old and yeah. he worked in the city. So, you know, when we walk in the street, it's like, you know, keep your hands on, you know, where to put your wallet, all that stuff. He, he told me about that. And then when I got to, you know, and then through life, and then some of it was like, when I got my license, I had to talk. He's like, "This is what you do. Don't don't do any sudden move type stuff." You know, like mm-hmm. you say, "Yes, sir," or "Yeah, officer." You know, I I definitely got to talk like yeah. specific times in my life. Mm-hmm. So so I don't think I got to talk per se, but I got. Uh, so I was able to observe how he interacted. And so I, I absorbed sort of what he did and kind of right. mimicked what he did, yeah. right? But I never really got to sit down right. Me about these things, right. about black masculinity and being black in America. And, and, and then especially him being from Jamaica, yeah. how that translates. You know, mm-hmm. I never got to talk. Yeah. And I kind of wish I did because it was difficult for me growing up. Like I was a middle child, right? I had an older brother who was hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. 
And then I had two younger sisters. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's the whole middle child syndrome. I was the star middle child syndrome. Didn't get in real, no, no real trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, that they knew about, but <laughs> you did it right. Yeah, did it right. <laughs> did it right. But but right. but but like I said, I was left alone. So you know, they had the girls to worry about, which are girls are a whole another situation. Mm -hmm. My brother was a bit of a troublemaker, you know, which was another situation. Mm -hmm. So I was left alone to fend for myself. So I was never imparted those 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 uh, realities and and those lessons. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of just take it on, absorb it by osmosis from observing what my right. father was doing other men in the community were doing black right. men because we did have a couple of black men in the around yeah. us you know parents of our friends yeah, right. your father yeah. your father yeah. you know yeah, a couple of other, yeah. other friends fathers yeah, and yeah. so you emulate them right yeah so uh, yeah that you definitely i think because of the crowd and who we hung around sometimes our parents parented all of us a little bit in yes. those situations. yes but yeah. I definitely did not have the talk per se where my dad sat me down. My dad is not, uh, for lack of a better term, like he knows he's black, right? He knows there's uh, different experiences as a result of being black, but he's not like a race conscious person. Let mm -hmm. me say it like that. Like mm -hmm. race is not always the forefront of the conversation. Um, I think it's easy. I think it's, it's easier to talk about race now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. For Meaning, your father, particularly? No, no. I, well, I'm saying for oh, our generation, so it's easier yeah, for okay. us to talk to our kids about race. I think than I than it had than back then, yeah. because it, it, you know whatever perceptions might uh, uh, might have existed. But like you said, through observation, I had similar somewhat some talks about you know about um, how to deal with police, but nothing real specific. Like not not the conversation that I know I need to have with my son. Right. With my son. Right. Like I didn't have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now, you know, like when I first got uh, stopped by the police, yo, I was just running my mouth like crazy, mm. thinking like I could get out of it somehow, mm. some way. If I appear nice, nice and da 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 da. But, um, you know, my experience with that, you know, it didn't get me out of a ticket or nothing. It wasn't a crazy experience, but I just remember being stopped for the first time. And he actually stopped me because i drove past him this is what i'm getting the concept like he's probably driving the speed limit so don't don't drive around <laughs> don't go around him and pass him right, right? but that's what I, but all that to say i'm jabbering why are you out this late he's asking me questions that i being who i am now i'm probably like what, what's up with them questions yeah. but he's asking and i'm just giving him all things but uh, you know just there are now the conversation i need to have with my son is about surviving the encounter right yeah. you know you don't want to get smart you yeah. you listen to the officer not because you're a chump not because your masculinity is oh, in right. question right. right but you do it because the the goal now with all that's happening is to just survive the encounter yeah. you want to make sure you can come home and if you got to go to court let them give you to just survive the yeah, let encounter me, let me just make a public service announcement real quick you being arrested is not your day in court no. I want people to know that yeah. right now. That's not your day in court. Not at all. If if you feel like you get starting to get hot and starting to say too much, you don't have to say a thing. It's your right. You don't have to well, say I learned a that thing. now. Yeah. Now I know don't say nothing. Yeah. But what <laughs> I'm saying. Start, I'm starting reeling through your stories at that yeah, time. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I initially not knowing, not having that conversation. Yeah. And you think I got to get out of this ticket. But all that. The masculinity talk, whether it be with the police, whether it be about women, whether it be about what it take, you know, family man. I didn't have any of those conversations. Yeah. No, not not no real sit down because uh, I even think, you know, my father, I don't even think had those conversations with his father. I think 
even he had to observe, mm. right? And he just passed that down and said, this must be the way to do it. Right. Because I don't know for a fact, but I do know my grandfather was in the army. I kind of feel like he was a real strict father growing up. The sense I've gotten and from what I've, he was probably real strict. My yeah. dad was the only boy, but my dad was basically on his own at, at like 18. Yeah. Mm. And that was like that mindset from what I've asked family and tried to research on my own. My grandfather's perspective is when you turn 18, you a man, you what you doing? Yeah. And that's kind of my dad. And I'm so grateful my dad didn't apply that to me because at 18, I wasn't ready to do <laughs> nothing not on my ready, own. Yeah, but that's kind, of the, that's kind of the mold he was brought up in. And I think that impacted other areas such as let's have a sit down and talk to you, you know but about you, this. You couldn't that. tell 18-year-old me he wasn't ready. Oh, no, no, no. Of course. Oh, no, no. no come on. Couldn't tell 16-year-old me I wasn't ready. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I knew everything. Yeah. And, and that's the point. And uh, our, my child will think... You know, when I talk to my son about masculine, he's going to think my son is five and he thinks he knows everything right oh now. Oh, my God. I can't deal with these. young. I mean, real young kids mm-hmm. who are more mature than we were at double their age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. And, and you have to have these talks and these kind of conversations with them earlier than ever now because they're exposed to so much more than we were exposed to, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, sexually. Yep. Uh, and just about goings-ons in the world, we talk about, you know, interactions with police. They have earlier interactions with these law enforcement officers than we ever did. They have them in schools now. They have them yeah. in schools. We didn't have, I mean, I know I didn't. We, I they didn't have grow the up drills now. Yeah. Because my kids have the drills. Mm. The, um, like, active shooter drill. Oh, yeah. Know? That's a reality and now. they'll yeah. have, you know, they teach them what they're supposed to do, and you get your contact numbers in and they coordinate all that stuff and it you know i the way that they do it i i figure it's the same as duck and cover you know it's it's the the, drill it's the it's from back in the the drill for it in the 40s 50s and 60s yeah Yeah. about uh nuclear wars they would nuclear yeah exactly (laughs) get under death so i i figure that's what they do now it's one of the biggest threats i'm glad they know what to do i i really am it's sad that it has to be a part of it, but you know that's yeah. the way of the world right now. So what? for your sons, you have to have certain discussions that we never had to have with our parents because it just wasn't a reality for us. Is what mm. you're saying? Oh, definitely. Yeah. For example, definitely. my son, since I don't know how old, maybe two, I, he's not allowed to play with toy guns. Mm. I don't. Mm. You're not playing with toy guns. And my and and gratefully, this is something me and his mom agree on, even though I know that we both slipped up here or there. But generally, I tell him, you're not allowed to play with guns. Black boy with a toy gun is perceived differently than a white boy with a perceived gun. I mean, with a toy gun. We saw what happened. What was it? Tamir Tamir Rice. Rice? Yeah. And and they thought when you listen to the call, they were calling him a man. There's a man in the park. Was he eight? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. But see, that speaks to. Like I try, so my son is when I go to the pool because we lived in a a a, 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 dupe, a complex with a pool, and I see people playing with water guns, and he has kids, he sees friends in his classroom bringing these guns. I'm like, yeah, not, see, this not makes you. me angry, man, mm-hmm. because then the kid can't be the kid. That's right. He doesn't know this from that. Right. He's just trying to be him and have fun with his friend. Right. You know and why do we have to stifle them? Yeah. Because we have to be cognizant. Mm-hmm. about these realities and the reason why we have because it definitely hurts us that we have to do it but the reason why we have to do it is 
because of Tamir situations, yeah. Tamir Rice situations, that that uh, a, a kid playing with a toy gun can be perceived by any Becky who wants to call mm. and when they see something off, mm. right? You call the cops and the cops is like, well, Becky said it was a man with a gun. And that's how they go into the situation. And we all, we didn't have it on that level, but you being 13 and being approached by an adult to fight? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's out of control. That's crazy. I think I was, I was taller than him. I was about five, maybe ten at that time. But oh. you were also blacker than him, I bet, right? Of course. And that's what was really what it was about. But you know the worst part? I think I could have beat him. <laughs> <laughs> that's your stupid-ass 13-year-old mind working. I, I, yeah. took him. I think I would have dropped him. <laughs> I still think I would have beat him. <laughs> I had the jab reach, you know. But see, the point is, at 13, <laughs> I broke him down. I would expect you to think that this grown man, I would hope he would be mature enough to say, why am I trying to fight a 13-year-old? Or yeah. why am I trying to, even if he didn't know your age, why because am I trying to fight? Because I think it challenges their masculinity. Yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. Right? That's what it was. That's what history says. Yeah. I mean, even when you look at it historically, and I, I, I mean, I'm one of those guys who I've studied, I've had my degrees in black studies, and I've always looked at the role that race plays in interaction and in culture. Like when black men were being lynched, right? They were also, a good number of them would be castrated, right? Why would, why would you castrate a black man? Well, the saying was, you know, a black man's penis was intimidating to white men, right? right? And, and, and black people, black men and women end up being hypersexualized based on the perceptions that the dominant culture white men had based on their organs, right? right. It's it's all, you know, if you look up Sarah Bartram, they hypersexualized this black woman because they weren't used to seeing someone with that body, so they approached these body parts to say the reason why her body shaped this way is cuz she's hypersexual. Is that the one that they paraded around yes, in, in, in around the country yeah, to in show France, off it? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Like her oh. so for lack of a better term her breasts and her her buttocks and all that were bigger than European women's, right. but the reason why they say that their explanation which they called science at that day was because this woman is hypersexual. The reason why black men have larger penises, and we know that's stereotypes or whatever, but I'm just telling you what they said at that time scientifically mm -hmm. was because they're hypersexual. They're, they're beasts. They, they can't calm down. Right. So, but it was a check on their masculinity. A lot of that is about that. Dr. Francis Cress Wilson talks a lot about that in ISIS papers, about all this symbolism that's all based in white masculinity and how they feel emasculated around black men so in in a lot of areas so they treat them a certain way to emasculate them in other ways you heard, you heard, you heard them like drop them sources line, right? huh yeah i did oh, oh yeah i gotta look those like up yeah the isis papers yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah symbolism i mean she talks about it as far as golf the reason why the, sh the gun is shaped that way i mean she goes into it because yeah. she thinks all that is connected the phallus symbols yes yeah 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 but um so one of the things I'm I'm glad that I've developed over the years, right, is that looking beyond my present situation, right, I was able to identify with other forms of masculinity, mm -hmm. right? When we're growing up, we don't know other forms because we're here. Mm -hmm. We're in the moment. We're in whether it be our individual specific locales or just the greater United States of America. We don't really... America is not good at exposing other cultures and seeing other viewpoints, right? We, we're America, we just view our points. But growing up, being able to see um, other forms of masculinity um, in other cultures, I mean, I think that helped me a little bit as far as developing uh, where I'm at now, where, again, for me, 
what's being masculine is helping somebody along the way where I didn't necessarily feel that way before. I, I think I feel like there's a, a switch. Maybe it's internal to us as humans, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're all of the same age range. And I mm-hmm. think there's a switch sometimes where or some at some time in your life mm-hmm. where you like, all right, now I need to impart like I'm done absorbing and taking in. Now it's time for me to give back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are right now. Cause mm-hmm. I feel that same way. Mm-hmm. Like I got a nephew who's in his early twenties. Okay. And I love the kid. He's a great kid, but he's a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. And you know, full disclosure, my brother passed away. His father passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not trying to be his dad, but I, there needs to be something there. And I want to be that for him. Yeah. You know, and and I try to instill in him because he lives with, you know, his sister, his mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a couple of brothers, but he's the older one. So mm-hmm. he's the one who's going to impart on his younger brothers. Right. The 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 uh the trope or or the the example of masculinity right so right. i want to impart on him right. and so i think we're at that place where and for me particularly it's him that i want to impart that mm. on because he needs it to, i think the most because he just doesn't have that father figure like you and i mm-hmm. had at that time in our lives you mm-hmm. know what I'm mm-hmm. yeah, That's yeah. Gotta be tough. yeah yeah i yeah. think i think for me the moment where i realized well, of course when i had kids i had my daughter when i lived in philly she's 14 now and uh i just knew like when i was about to have my daughter it's like yo about to be different now mm-hmm. uh you know <laughs> things about to be different and um i knew that i had to carry myself a different way and the questions of masculinity comes in because you recognize what i for me what i used to hold as being masculine would definitely not be something I want my daughter to identify in as a father. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to get as much tales out I can. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. See. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the, and then your daughter puts the do- brakes like, on. Like that. that's who you want. That's yeah. how you want your yeah. daughter to see. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of that. A lot of you know, my daughter. She saved my life in many different ways. But that's that's one of the ways in which uh, I really had to come to grips with. Hey, man, your life needs to alter, and I ain't get it all the way right. But it definitely was a big shift. And, uh, you know, that it was around the time she was born that I was like, I, I, I stopped going out on a regular basis. You know, when it used to be every weekend, yo, what y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Let's hang. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Well, when I had her, I was like, nah, man, because I know I can get myself in trouble yeah. right there. I, I can do something <laughs> that could, you know, and, and I very frequently have this thought like, you know, what, you know, when it's all said and done, because I really believe I don't care how anybody else feels I am as a parent. I believe your children have the ultimate say. They have the last say. I don't care if, you know, my homeboy over there thinks I'm a good dad or not, but it's ultimately your kids. So a lot of times the thought I have is, you know, what would my children think about me if this came out or what would they say about me? They're not going to know everything about me, but I definitely want them to be able to speak a lot more positive than negative. So that, 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 that really helped shift as far as my ideas of what it means to be a man and what it meant to be masculine. And I think, I mean, I'm, this is me growing up with sisters. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, have Mm -hmm. that kind of relationship that you're talking Mm -hmm. about, but I have sisters and there's also the, the point of women looking at their fathers Mm -hmm. and seeing, a potential mate, you mm-hmm. know, having the same characteristics as their father, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're that dude who's out all the time, is it going to be, that's you know, the kind of kind of guy she's attracted yeah. to and wants to be with, right? Because that's the example that's been set for her of what a good man, because you're her father. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, mm-hmm. or indifferent, you're her father. She looks at you as this, you know, guiding light, right. this, this, this 
quote unquote God. God yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's so what's good. If to her, that's what's supposed to be good, then that's what I should be seeking. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, so that's another aspect to, you know, what type of masculinity are you portraying to your young daughters, and is mm-hmm. that going to roll back around with the type of partner they end up with yeah. at some point? Definitely is. That's why I am the toughest father on my daughter. Mm. Uh. Tough as fuck, so I'm making it real tough for whoever's out there looking to <laughs> made up with my girl. Cause you, you got a tall, you got some work. You said you got a lot of I'm work to do every day. She can choke you out and she can outcook you. Uh, <laughs> She's gonna uh, be that chick, and she can read faster than you, and, and do that. Mm. So. Did I say choke you out too? Did, <laughs> she, did I mention choke yeah, you out? Yeah, because she choked you out twice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the type of that's the type of uh, um, example I've been building for my daughter. I call her Warrior Princess. First mm. of all, mm. I got she's out there in the yard with me, and that's that's what uh, um, a idea of what modern masculinity means for me is mm-hmm. now. I'm able to show my daughter that yes i can be the tender loving dad but i'm also the dad that you're in the yard and you're working right next to me too Mm. and i I love seeing that Mm. because she she does work hard Mm. and she eats like me too so so i'm Mm. real proud of that that's dope that's dope that's dope i will say that we we turned out to be some pretty dope dudes man (laughs) i mean honestly when you think come on man you know where we came out we all came out of some high school and i'm not just talking i'm just saying just think of all the dudes who were cool in high school yeah and how many of them have stories that they you know i mean nah man a lot of people got stuck here a lot of people and i'm not saying being stuck here alone man but i'm just saying like we were i look at it like i was blessed to get out of this this place for a little while yeah and like, look, we we doing this podcast. We we all have we, we're successful family men. We have you know good, good jobs. We ain't, we ain't get stuck here being waiters. Not that anything's wrong with that, but I'm saying our experience, our lifestyle it, it has gone beyond the limits of this particular locale. Yeah. And I, you know, I know what it looks like. I mean, I have a sister now that finally had got out of this area my little sister she's finally out and i just thought for the longest time what was holding her back was that she never left this place for a long period of time Mm. if you don't leave here for a long period of time it's like a bubble yeah like you you, this when this becomes you can't as if this place becomes your world it's like when you go somewhere else it's like what yeah it's a shock to the system like Mm. you just need to get out and i'm 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 looking at it like man it's almost like we done full circle we went away and we're back here, but we're not back here the same. We're not the same. We yeah, transformed. That's right. We, we transformed. Yeah. Even to the point where we could be with families here, but it's it's a totally different experience. We're not just monotonous. Hey, we've been here. We're stuck here. And we're just going to have another generation of us yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we, yeah. But did you guys ever feel like you were stuck here? I never felt that not way. Not even once. No. Yeah. No. I don't think the people that got stuck here felt felt they were stuck here until you sit back until they sit back and look back on some things. Mm. Like I think we took advantage of some things. So let me just say this: like when I was in high school, I don't know why I thought it was not cool. I mean, I knew I couldn't do it because my mom—I had a mom that would beat me all the way up into high school. Right? She would hit me if she <laughs> was had your to. Your mom, my mom. Uh, it might as well be. <laughs> nah, I, no, I feel nah, like no. I feel like your mom probably would have done the same thing if I did some of the things that I did in front of my mom. Your mom probably would have had the same reaction yeah. if I did it to your. I mom. I mean, that's the point. Why I was yeah, yeah, up yeah. We brought, brought same, yeah. But I remember thinking like, I I don't want to get good grades. That's crazy. That's mm. not the cool thing to do. Mm. 
right? But I knew I could not afford to get bad grades. Yeah, because, that ass yeah, that's what, what would be uncooler is yeah. the story got out that mama whooped mine behind. In front of you know? people. Yeah. yeah. And you know my mom did not care. Y'all know yeah. that she would not care if it was in front of people. Because we were there. Yes. So, yeah. and I just remember yeah. that. It's almost like I had to get decent grades because I weighed out the options. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yo, I'd rather get decent grades and look uncool in front of y'all. Man was making life decisions at yes. 12 years old. Yo, man, I really felt that way. Then then not get good grades. And I wasn't a great high school student, man. I will say that I, I graduated high school as a C student so I wasn't that good mm. but I did know that if I would have been a D or F, a C plus student I'm sorry but if I was a D <laughs> or an F nah man yeah, it wouldn't work it would not have worked man yeah. no. my C plus almost didn't work you know you better figure out a way to wiggle thank God for the hoop man for the rock a word, little bit word, you had to word. find a way to get somewhere because that's C plus he was like look boy if, if we need to do this all over again, you'll be 26 graduating from this high school. We got to do it all over again. Yeah. yeah, man. So, but on the other side of all this positivity and learning how to be masculine and a black man, there's also this new, relatively new term that they have been using out there called toxic masculinity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's a thing that is bothersome to me because. I don't believe that there is a thing called toxic masculinity, right? And if it is, it's the opposite of what they define toxic masculinity is. I feel that being a man and doing quote unquote manly things is not toxic masculinity. I, I just like to fix things. I like to be outside and I like to build things. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think you're thinking, or I think it might be construing the ideas because I thought that the toxic was to the level of like intimidation mm-hmm. and and forcefulness on and, other people. And that's what I was so I think that's even wrong. Mm-hmm. Because that can be hyper masculinity. But I don't think it's toxic masculinity. I think what toxic masculinity is what we just did to Weldon when he was trying to open up to us, right? <laughs> right? But no, but seriously. Could be. He was trying to tell us some truth about mm-hmm. his life that, yeah, he did not lose his virginity till college. And we were making fun of him because that is not the way to be, right? That's <laughs> toxic masculinity. Not being able to accept somebody's vulnerability as a man and mm-hmm. say, yeah. That's your lived experience, mm-hmm. and I accept that, and I respect you, and uh, yeah, I love you because <laughs> I love. No, but seriously, I think that's what toxic masculinity really is. Mm-hmm. But it's defined as this hyper masculinity that you're talking about. You know, being aggressive. There's nothing wrong with being aggressive in the right situations, right? But people will label that as being toxic simply because it's an aggressiveness that they're not comfortable with. There are times where you have to be aggressive with people. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. Oh, I really, I really didn't. Like you, you just blew up my mind right now. Like my mind's Kosovo, just <laughs> receiving the bombs right now. Like I, I didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. That's a real, that's a real one eighty Swiss on it. Yeah, man. It's it, I've, 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 so I listen to a lot of people who talk about the term toxic masculinity and the way they use it, mm-hmm. and it's about being just aggressive and hyper masculine, and you know. When they become uncomfortable and you encroach on what they call their safe space, they call it toxic masculinity. But it's not really toxic masculinity. It's just being masculine or hyper masculine. Mm-hmm. And then 
and then they get on you for that. It's a way for them to uh, put some sort of blame on you for being a man in a situation and acting with the testosterone that's given to you, you know? And then I think on top of that, black toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. is about how we act within our own circles. Um, And, you know, the sexualization we're talking about being hypersexualized. And then we perpetuate that same kind of trope within our own community sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really um, to me is where the toxicity is, is when you are labeling something as negative that comes natural to a certain group of people and you don't understand it. So you have to label it as bad. Mm-hmm. I always interpreted toxic masculinity as toxic masculinity as uh, again, I, I aligned it with intimidation that uh, that, you know, we live in a patriarchal society and, and patriarchy has not always worked for the benefit of everyone and in toxic masculinity when somebody is just so stuck in these traditional roles that they won't budge even if it's to the detriment of someone else's whether it be freedom or even their own their own or someone else's uh freedoms or expressions right so i've interpreted toxic masculinity like like for instance now i'm not going to say this i agreed with this but i remember i was walking out we were i was talking to a, a young lady and when we got to the door she opened the door for me and i was like nah i took the door and i was like you go now i don't know if she was serious or not she was like there goes that toxic masculinity she said it yeah 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 mm-hmm. she said that's that toxic man now the reason why i'm saying i don't know is because i don't even know if she knew what it was but she was saying it kind of joking but but was I so caught up in that traditional role that I didn't even want to accept her being nice? And I'm, I understand. I'm just saying that's a very light example mm-hmm. of of toxic masculinity on a grander scale. That I'm so entrenched in these gender roles that I'm going to stick to it, even if it's to the detrimental of myself or society or someone else. Well, then we have to. I really ask the question, is masculinity something that's taught or is that is it something that is innate, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it's innate and it comes out from your physical structures, you can't really do anything about it. You're, you're saying that it's something, and maybe it's a little bit of both, mm-hmm. but you're saying in this particular case, it's something that's taught. We're taught that we need to... Yeah, uh, I think chivalrous gestures is uh, one of them that's your your taught. Yeah, I think it's social constructs. Yeah, some of it. Some of it is social constructs, mm-hmm. but I mean, holding a door for somebody should that be masked as toxic? Well, she, her point was, I was so stuck in. That he didn't just accept. The, I didn't just accept her being nice and open the door for mm-hmm. me. I, I was so stuck in the fact that no, I'm the man. I should open the door for you not you opening for me almost to like if i walk through a door because you a woman held it for me man what does that make me yeah, no yeah. i'm gonna be this man you're the lady I'm a, yeah, yeah i'm a open. so and that's just a very minute example but i think you can extrapolate it to something yeah. boy come on son SAT, <laughs> you oh, but you just touched me oh, coronavirus. that's all right but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we wash hands, wash later. hands, wash hands <laughs> but you see yo do you see how we just said the same sat word at the same time but, no, well, no, was, no, 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 no. I'm saying, no, 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 no. Did you see? Come on, don't just rush past that. I, I tell you, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did hear it. Okay. No, but I, I, I'm going to go ahead and go on a conspiracy theory. I'm going to say that a feminist actually brought up the term 
toxic masculinity uh-huh. to therefore balance the universe. Mm. Well, I can I definitely say I definitely believe you trying to start something, man. I hope somebody gets some emails. You see his face? <laughs> no, I just, but yo, I'm glad nobody else can see it either. <laughs> I I definitely think that whether it be the feminist movement or whatever, I think they in their fight against patriarchy and the controlling aspects is a uh, the cult, controlling aspects of patriarchy. What that, makes you think that? I control my family. We're a patriarchy. What makes you think what? No, the controlling aspects of patriarchy, meaning society, a oh. patriarchal society. So, you know, we tend to value in this nation, we tend to value men's lives more than women's lives. Ooh, women. false. You don't think so? In false. Our, as a society? False. We value women's lives more than men? Yes. Give women me do not go to war like men do. Men They're are disposable. To. Right. Yeah. This, but that's a social construct. Well, if you I, want to talk about social constructs, we're forcing that. Right. Traditionally, men, men are the ones who go to war and die. Right. But, but I mean, I, okay, good. I mean, it, it makes sense mm-hmm. from a biological perspective. One man can repopulate the world with a million women, but a woman can only have a baby one at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I understand it biologically. It makes sense why that is the case, but right. it, it is in no way, uh, the fact that men are deemed more valuable than women are. Men are more worthy to die for their country than women. There were there were plenty of times where women when women were not allowed to well women were fighting to be part of the armed forces or whatever, right? I mean the I guess the attitude was, you know, some chivalrous gesture, right? We don't want our women to fight. But when I say the society values men, I mean when you read about history when you read about you don't see women's stories you don't see women's points of view you see the male point of view the men contribution and that's because men tend to be more valued in our society okay. i can see from that, that, that so that, that's what i'm saying yeah, I, I can see that I, I, that they're they're more value and, and that's because of patriarchy i mean we've never had a woman president i just hate the word patriarchy i, do, I there's something that just really rubs me wrong well there's a word the called word. matriarch right and and it's also used in a negative way sometimes because they use it to to a lot of people use that to justify why black folks are not uh, succeeding. I'll say in quotations. That's air quotes for people who can't because see because it's a matriarch. Because it's a matriarch. Yeah, the yeah. family structure is a matriarch. But again, that's a patriarchal notion, right? If you're in a matriarchal system, you're not going to be that. That's to your detriment, right? Right. That's um, not a successful system. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I say all that to say. There's a lot of value on what men bring in. It's not the same discussion as far as what women uh, contribute. There's never been an equal. I feel like we just have our roles as men and women. There are some natural things. Yes, I believe that there's. There, there yeah. are some things that are put upon us. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. But for for the vast majority of the things, I think there are just some natural roles that we have. And some people are outliers and they shouldn't be ostracized if they're outliers. Mm -hmm. I don't have any problem with women being mechanics and men baking, you know, cookies or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Don't that don't matter to me. But what I'm usually cakes. Cakes are so delicious. Yeah. 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 But but (laughs) (laughs) but 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 naturally men all right, let's just let's just take this for example. Men are stronger than women on average, on average mm-hmm. right? Physically stronger. Physically yes. stronger mm-hmm. than women. Yes, physically stronger. Mm-hmm. Um especially in the upper body, mm-hmm. right? Because we just have uh bigger muscles. muscle structures exactly yeah. um as males. Mm-hmm. So that 
gives us a predilection for protection. Damn, brother. Come on. No, I mean, when I say come on, define that. <laughs> so we are. Hold on. First of all, yeah, yeah. for our listeners, say, say, what is, what say, is happening right now? Say the word again. <laughs> what is happening right now? Yo, because I want people to know. Yo, he said that in a regular sentence. Like, <laughs> like he says that word on a regular basis. And this is the first time I might have heard this word in my life. And he was going to just keep going. I was like, yes. And he just was going to keep explaining it. And I got to remind Shard sometimes, look, man, define that word, man, because we don't know. Just say the word again. What is it? Because I'm going to use it tomorrow. Predilection. Predilection. Yeah, I heard that predilection. And it means what? It means that you have a predisposition. (laughs) Sorry for the loud vocals. But you're predisposed to act a certain way, right? Predilection? Right. Ooh, I'm gonna use that tomorrow, man. Just cause, right? You, 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 you're, you're. There's just a, a way, that, a lane that you travel in, and yeah. and as a man, yeah. you, you, you travel. Most men travel in these lanes, right? Yeah. They have stronger upper bodies, right? Mm-hmm. They have deeper voices. They tend to be or react more aggressively in certain situations. That's just the the on average. That's how men are. Right? Chemical makeup. The chemical and physical and makeup physical, of us, yeah. right? So that leads us. And this is kind of defining the word predilection that leads us down certain paths to do certain things, mm-hmm. like be the protectors, right? Mm-hmm. We are always the because we can like, carry the things, we and can, we can exactly yeah. right, mm-hmm. and 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 we can we can take more um, uh, 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 damage or whatever, or we're supposed to be able to take more damage. Uh, you know, walking on the just a, a little thing that most people don't even think about, right? Walking on the outside of the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Closer to the cars when you're walking with your lady, right? Mm-hmm. She's supposed to walk closer to the buildings. You're supposed to walk closer to the cars. Now, am I more capable of taking a vehicle to the face yes. than she is? Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. And and we used to have the roles of watching the groups and watching the group and protection. Yeah, but protection most, of the groups, yeah. right? Right. Because right. So so my point is this: is that there are some traditional roles on average that men have. And we are eschewing those roles because they're saying that it's toxic for us to embody those roles. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's a good thing for society. Why are we going away from our natural uh, instincts just because somebody says it makes me feel bad? I think that if we get caught up in a situation where we believe we have to go away from I don't think that's what the issue is here's what I think the issue is I think the issue is like you said I believe that there are gender roles when you look in nature mm-hmm. it's very clear and you know specific you know in the animal kingdom right the male species has certain roles mm-hmm. and the female species has certain roles so I believe that there are gender roles I think we get in trouble when I say we society gets in trouble when they try to attach value so let me say this for example we have a family. If there's a family structure and the husband goes to work and the wife stays at home to raise the kids, both of those roles are equally important in order for that family structure to maintain, to continue, right? right. To do what to it does. Thrive. To thrive, right? Yeah. However, you get in trouble if society begins to promote that what the man does is more valuable than what the wife does. Mm. And then the man ends up believing that what he does is more important for the family than what the wife does, Mm -hmm. 
right? And then what happens is you begin to attach a value to these gender roles rather than just looking at these two roles as both necessary in order for that family to flourish. Right. Mm -hmm. But society has gone on and said, this particular role is more valuable than that particular role. And now what ends up happening is people begin to attach values. Yeah, and there's a disparity. And now, and that's when everything begins. But I I think that that goes in line with what I'm saying. We Mm -hmm. have these natural roles. One is not more important than the other, Mm -hmm. right? But they're natural. So why are we fighting? And maybe we're fighting against those natural roles because of the value system that we attach to it, like you said, right? Well, I don't think we should fight against those roles. My thing is, I think it was a patriarchal system that began to apply value to those roles. So what I'm saying is the reason why I think a lot of people, even myself, question patriarchy is because I'm questioning, for instance, because a lot, I thought a lot about this when we start thinking about when I, I was learning about the black matriarch and how she was blamed for a lot of the issues within the black community. They were blaming black women for that. Right. But again, studying other cultures, there are other cultures that exist in my particular study were in different African cultures where they did not apply a value to gender roles but you go to many if you look at african cultures they're very clear that there are some roles that are for men men and there are some roles for women right but they don't get caught up in trying to attach a value to those roles both of these roles are necessary necessary. in order for this family to function so i'm saying i wonder and i'm i make the argument that it was a patriarchal system that contributed to placing value on these roles because why would it be if it wasn't a patriarchal system? Why would it benefit the woman to create right, a system? Right, 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 right. It would. Say, it only benefited the yeah, man. Yeah, the man is the one who gets attributed the value. There so you it must go. have been a patriarchal system yes. that that assigned that value. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. and that's what I think the fight is about. But I hear, when, I hear what you're saying because so, you so, or when they move it up a bunch, I think it is because mm-hmm. if you start imposing that sort of, or you try to make things happen as your patriarchal system through your tools it kind of, it then goes that i'm infringing on something that's available to you mm-hmm. because now i've 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 become toxic in in the in in the amount that i'm willing to you know what i mean kind of like take take over what you had mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it, it's like i'm that's when it's that's when it's become considered toxic you're not you're not trying to be a a a part of society in the way of a back and forth Mm -hmm. now you're just now it's it's like it's all all mine it's all mine is when it is when it gets above what so that's where the toxicity is coming in is what you're saying that's the way i've i've always viewed it before and there's different i think there's different forms of toxic masculinity but i mean my basic my basic thought was just that Whenever it infringes upon someone else, um, that's what makes it toxic. When you infringe on, when it infringes on, I'm messing that word up. But when we infringe on someone or something else, that's what makes it toxic. So yeah, but again, it just because what comes first, the chicken or the egg? That's mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. We are naturally more aggressive as men, right? Mm-hmm. And so, being so we tend to take those roles about, you know, uh, in, 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 you know, kind of in like, all right, for example, say we invade other cultures, like, like men go to war, mm-hmm. men do the invasions, men take over other cultures, men write history because they are the ones who 
either win or lose history. Uh, women haven't been on the forefront. So the chicken or the egg question is, uh, is it natural for us to infringe because we have a natural inclination to do that? And is it unnatural for us to, to purposely pull back? Like, it's not like, like, you know, are we going against our, natural drives mm. if we pull back from those same situations that you say are creating or uh, creating a, a kind of a situation that that allows this toxicity to to grow and flourish you know for me i i i wonder i think it's been structurally created where yeah men may be more aggressive men may have more physicality but for instance you know men write history because the system has been created to value a man's voice over a woman's voice. I don't know if it's that that's natural. For instance, I, I don't know if it's a natural thing. Well, I do not. I don't believe it's a natural thing. I think it's been a systematic thing that we have a lot of, uh, most people have been conditioned to value a male's voice over a female's voice, right? There's probably, there were probably women back who wanted to articulate their point of view and felt that their point of view was just as legitimate as a man's point of view, but because of systematic practices and because of systematic expectations, their voice was limited in a way that a man never had to experience. But see, that's my question. And maybe it's an internal question that I'm asking myself and I don't know the answer, but I don't know if it was something that was system-based it may have evolved into a system-based uh, kind of thing, but it had to come from somewhere. It had to develop somehow, mm -hmm. right? There wasn't a cabal of people sitting around a, a table thinking, how can we impose our will over women imposing their will? There was some sort of natural occurrence that allowed that to happen and put us in where we are now, right? Where we're talking about should we be as aggressive? Should we uh, be infringing on the voices and the opinions of women? Should there be gender stereotypes and roles and things of that nature? We're talking about that. But we've gotten here because I feel there was some natural inclination to get us here. That mm. was the natural order of things, right? And, and yeah, we're higher beings. We have thought. We have feeling. We have emotion. We can, we can stop doing things against our natural drives as as humans as homo sapiens but homo sapiens i like that word yeah uh, <laughs> i was gonna stop again but yeah. i figured they knew what that <laughs> no 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 but 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 that's what i'm saying i don't know what came first was it us uh as a people just because we had those natural inclinations as men to drive the system uh is that why we ended up here i don't know if i can say that men like thought about and said yes we're going to hold down a group of people simply because I don't think initially, we don't but I think that. eventually you think that's, that's how, how where it got to. That's how it evolved. Yeah. yeah? Is because once you get in power, your biggest thing is to keep it's power. to keep power. Yeah. Mm. And if you define power, if you define power as the ability to dominate over someone. Well, yeah. back then and it was the control. Well, that's what I'm saying. What happened? That, that's how they define power. And then, well, what's the easiest way you can dominate? Well, we're physically stronger. Yeah. We ain't trying to die. We're not we're making these arguments about men mentally stronger yeah. or emotionally stronger. Yeah, it's physical. It's a physical aspects that yeah. we're talking about. That's the physical aspects, yeah. and that's hey, that benefits us. Let's let's keep we gotta keep pushing. And that kind of trumps everything else. 
Yeah, because well, it, it trumps everything. Yeah, in the physical sense, right? You're not gonna fight me. If no, I'm no, no, no. But what I'm saying, it trumps the mental strength, because if I could beat you down, I don't care how mentally strong. But that's what I'm saying. Are. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're mentally strong. Yeah. You can't beat me. So yeah. who cares about how? Men- I'm gonna tell the story this right. way. If right. you got a problem, we, we come fight see you. me. Yeah, yeah we yeah, gonna yeah, fight. Yeah, no, yeah, we're yeah. not gonna do that. Okay. It's on site. <laughs> if this was a physical, if it was a mental ba- a, a, a battle or an emotional battle, then maybe that's. But there's a little bit of an even playing right. around. Yeah, but yeah. Because yeah. physically, men on average are yeah. made physically yeah. stronger. Because I just believe of, I won't say, but that's just what we are naturally. Um, for the most part. I think that men were able, when I say men, back in that day, they were able to say that's how we can continue to make sure this point of view is right. So is it our That's res- how they assign value is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So so do you think, and this is just a, a question that I'm putting out there, do you think it's a responsibility of ours as the physically stronger specimen to step back and allow more inclusiveness? I think it's our responsibility as men to make sure our masculinity does not become toxic i still think men can be masculine i I think i'm a masculine dude but i'm always trying to check my patriarchy i'm always trying to check my lack of better term toxic masculinity i don't want to infringe i don't want to do things and or assume that i should be able to do things just because i am the man or i don't want that assumption to infringe upon anyone else and why is that because i think that that's a form of control and domination that people have accepted but it's still i think i don't think it's correct so you don't think it's a natural order no i think what's natural is that for the most part men naturally are physically stronger Mm -hmm. than women Mm -hmm. but i don't think that that natural aspect should bring any more value to that man just because of that particular natural aspect because i tend to think women tend to be more emotionally balanced and stronger than men. I, I, I know that we all have, a, but I'm just talking about on average. And you'll find that um, women have uh, a larger grasp or equal or, or greater than grasp on, on intellectualism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, you see it in enrollments mm-hmm. like year after year and mm-hmm. higher education degrees. Mm-hmm. Women have an aspect that has been ignored because of these things throughout, I think, throughout the history. And it's to, I think it's to uh, society's detriment in a, in, a, in a larger sense because now, just like you see, um, when you include a new group into certain areas, you have a new perspective on the larger goal for a greater amount of people. And that influence um, is what society needs, I think. Um because for the larger part, if if you deal with a system uh, that's masculine every single time, you're gonna lose an aspect of it. You Definitely. can't you can't do everything right. by by the freaking hammer. You know. Yeah, what I yeah, mean? yeah. There's a balance. You're yeah, saying. Right, yeah. Right. I agree that there's a balance in a lot of aspects. Of and that's life. what we're saying. I think that's what the argument is has become lost because the balance is no longer recognized, and there's a signed value that it has contributed to some other things i see what you're saying i think where my issue is is that i think that we're trying to impose a forced balance okay and it seems unnatural to do that because of our natural tendencies i'm not saying right or wrong whether or not we should but Mm -hmm. it just seems i think to a lot of people that that goes against the natural order of things when we force that and have that imposed balance. But you're right. In order to be a more 
uh, egalitarian society mm-hmm. that maybe there needs to be some sort of step back, as Drew said, to encourage other perspectives to uh, uh, be be heard and 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 kind of accounted for in the entire kind of situation. Yeah. That's really what's going to save us as a people. I, I think so. Like I, I would never go on a panel right now on any topic that's just all men because I'm like, not say I would never go. I'm on a panel right now that's I all mean, men. No, no, that's a, no. But I'm no, no, no. But we we said we said from the jump that we admit that being that it's just men here, there's yeah. a perspective that's, that's missing. Missing, yeah. Right. There, it would be different if we sat up here and say our perspective is it's, the only perspective right. and yeah. this is the right perspective. Yeah. We said from the outset, like we coming together because we three kings, but we recognize that there's areas and perspectives that will be missed because even our views of three kings will be limited because we have a... Well, that makes us pretty awesome dudes, right? We, there. we said it from the jump, so I yeah. think we're very cool. Stay and we're going we gonna to bring some people in here every now and again that going to make... Because we understand yeah. that our perspective is limited, yeah. that we're going to come and bring people in so they can bring up. Yeah, we definitely have to, and and, and we will. But, but, you know, it's just questions that we have to ask. That's it. You know, we have to talk about the, the difficult... Mm-hmm. Uh, items that nobody wants to talk about mm-hmm. because I feel like if we don't go into those crevices then we won't really dig out the the crumbs and the coins that have been stuck there for a long time and I think we need to bring those to light yep you know? yep yep so so how can they you know how could a guest come to this show somebody who's listening to our show and said hey man I like what them guys had to say but they're missing a perspective yeah well we got the email right three kings at three kings talk.com there you go I we, knew we we're on Instagram yeah, I think well, it would be dope if somebody sent in you know recording themselves answering you know we get some good good answers we, we might could definitely talk the- about them play it on on, on the air yeah definitely and they can email us where how can they do that <laughs> three kings three at three kings, kings at- talk.com oh three kings that's right we're also on instagram three kings talk right three kings Hell talk yeah. Yeah. man y'all can reach out to us yeah because we definitely want to be uh uh we want to be as inclusive as we can as, as when it comes to perspectives and viewpoints Right, we we think all of them are valid and contribute to the discussion. Absolutely, so, I definitely you know, need us, more perspective. Yeah. Let <laughs> us know. <laughs> let us know what you think. You know, send in something. Ask us something. We'll talk about it. Yeah, there you go. Definitely, three kings. Peace, king. Peace, king. Peace, king. Love y'all. Love you back. Love you back. Out. Yeah, I got to laugh like that when I told you I opened up. I was just trying to. Spit in the mic, man.